I'm going to reflect on uh, prayer today. Prayer is so important in our lives. Many people say that prayer is very important, but not many people actually do pray. Uh, they, they know that it's important, but they don't actually put it into practice. They know it's important, but somehow we don't pray. So if you do uh, statistics, probably it's very low number of people, even Christians, uh, will pray. So prayer is important. So I'd like to reflect with you on uh, prayer today. There's my favorite uh, song. Uh, it's an old song. Uh, it's called uh, Bridge Over Troubled uh, Water. The words are so beautiful. Uh, that was in our time, but Simon and Garfield. And the words I would like to uh, read to you, uh, when you're weary, feeling small, when tears are in your eyes, I draw, I'll dry them all, I'm on your side. Oh, when times get rough and friends just can't be found, like a bridge over the troubled water, I'll lay me down. When you're down and out, when you're on the street, when evening falls so hard, I'll comfort you. I'll take your part. Oh, when darkness comes and pain is all around, like a bridge over troubled water, I'll lay me down. To bet that we don't have much time, so I won't sing it for you. <laughs> but uh, words are beautiful. Originally, there were only two verses. And they added, so I read only two verses, but they added another verse because Garfunkel's uh, thought it was too short. And also they all thought that uh, they wanted to tone down a little bit of religiousness because it's a, a pop song. And so they wanted to tone it down. So they put another uh, verse. And there's a sil uh, sail on Silver Girl. That silver girl is uh, uh, Simon at that time, his girlfriend, and then getting white hair a little bit. So, uh, so it was written by uh, Paul Simon and then sung by Art Garfunkel. Paul Simon was at that time listening to a lot of gospel music, and he was inspired uh, by the gospel music that he heard uh, and then wrote this one. New Orleans, uh, Orleans uh, musician Alan Toussaint said, that song had two writers, Paul Simon and Garfunkel. Yes, like a bridge over troubled water, I'll lay me down. That's what God did. That's what Jesus did. He laid down his life for us so that he could be the bridge over troubled water. This is what Jesus said. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. Jesus laid down his life so that we find refuge, so that we can and he will carry us, and he will comfort us. James said today, 
Is any one of you in trouble? You should pray. Such a good advice. Any one of you in trouble, difficulty, hardship, don't say anything. Just pray. Just pray. I hear as a pastor stories of suffering. Even last week I had a dinner with uh, one of our KSM members. Uh, he came out and uh, Tuesday we had a dinner. Uh, and then he told me his mother passed away in Korea the uh, uh, Thursday, the previous week. But he couldn't even go to Korea. He couldn't even attend his parents' funeral. That's hurting. When all your life you lived with your parents and then you cannot even go to uh, their funeral, that's uh, heartache, right? So I hear not only the, uh, this story, but I hear many stories of people who are hurting. People who have uh, relational problems, marriage problems, people who are, I mean, several people, they're struggling with uh, terminal cancer right now around me. In many cases, the difficulty is that there is nothing that I can do. There's nothing that I can do. And in many cases, when you hear suffering of the people, there is, not, there is not a thing that you can do about it. But one thing you can do. You can pray for them. So I do pray for them. I have a list of the people that I pray for. James said, the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. As soon as we hear this kind of passage, we say to ourselves, oh, but I'm not righteous enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough to be able to pray. I cannot even take care of my own problems. How can I pray for other people? Who am I to pray for other people? Maybe that's why many people don't pray, actually. Because they don't feel worthy enough. Do you need to be worthy enough to pray? Do you have to be righteous enough to pray? I mean, St. Paul said, no one is righteous. Not a single one is righteous. So when you pray, uh, when you pray, don't think too much about your spiritual or moral qualification. You can never pray. I believe that if you pray for others, that praying for others itself is a righteous behavior. I believe that. It is the most beautiful thing that you can do for another human being. Praying for somebody is the most beautiful thing that we human beings can do for each other. I mean, who cares about other people? They're busy living their own lives, dealing with their own problems.
problems. Who cares about other people? But when you pray for other people, you care. You tell them that I care. I care for you. There's not much I can do for you, but I care for you. That's what we are saying. When we pray, this world, this world defines itself by envy and competition. When we pray, we say we don't agree with that. We define ourselves by love and care. Not competition, but compassion. This world tries to divide and conquer, to isolate and eliminate. When we pray, we, don't, we say we don't agree with that. We seek to unite and serve, to include and be a friend. That's what we are saying when we pray. As the song says, when friends cannot be found around us, there is no friend that I can call friend. When friends cannot be found, we can be their friends by praying for them. We may not be their friends to play with, but we are friends. We become their friends through our prayer. Support them spiritually and be with To me, praying for somebody is the most beautiful thing we human beings can do for each other. And God sees that. God appreciates that. So just to teach that you should pray for each other, God answers our prayer. When we pray, God listens and God answers our prayer so that we can do more of praying. For each other to teach us that how beautiful and precious that is. That's why our Lord Jesus gave us this wonderful promise. Ask and it will be given to you. Search and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. God chose to answer our prayers. When we pray, we'll be able to find peace and the confidence that comes from, I mean, that peace that comes from confidence. That's what I find. When I close my eyes, when I'm in prayer, I find this peace that comes from confidence. Everything will be all right. Everything will be all right. So whenever I face troubles, hardships, and difficulties, and sometimes uncertainties of life, one thing bad about ministry is that it's so unpredictable. You don't know when problems come. You don't know what problems you may face in the future. There's no guarantee. That's one thing uh, bad about the kind of 
ministry. And then in the beginning, I had a lot of stress. I can't even eat. Because there's no set time and there's no set agenda that you uh, can finish and then come home and forget about it. Ministry all's around. Dealing, dealing with people and their crisis. So it was very stressful. I had two choices. One, I could worry and build up that anxiety within me. Two, I can try to solve the situation with my own effort. In both cases, I found this. If I build up anxiety within me, I realize that that takes me to a darker place. And two, if I try to deal with my situation on my own, I realize that I was being manipulative. I was not being pure. I was being manipulative. So, third choice I chose. And that choice was, I've chosen to pray. And when I chose to pray, God gave me calm confidence. God will either take care of my situation or let me know what to do. I hope that you choose the third choice too in your life. Prayer has to be built in in our life. It's not something that once in a while you do it. It is lifestyle. From small things to bigger things, serious thing. From small things like, uh, oh, I need to find something or whatever uh, to bigger things about your health and finance or family, uh, whatever. We need to constantly take life matters prayerfully. Prayerfully. Prayer is not what you say, but prayerfully. Prayerfully, you take your life. Please don't think that you have to be so religious to pray. You don't need to be so religious to pray. It is human thing to do. We human beings are so weak and vulnerable. So if you, if you feel that you have to be so good, then that will dis demoralize you. And then if you think that you have to be so righteous, then they will dispirit you. And they will, both will discourage you from praying. You don't need to be so faithful and so religious to pray. It is human thing to do. We human beings are weak and vulnerable. And a lot of problems that we are facing is beyond our ability. So if you have, I mean, if you're trying to handle all the problems on my own, then we enter into helplessness and Hopelessness, despair. So instead of, I mean, we're, we're supposed to enter into hopelessness and helplessness if you are trying to deal with our problems on my own. Let me fix that. If I, if I, if I what, what was I saying? Like, what was I saying? Yeah. I mean, we have no choice but to fall into helplessness and hopelessness. But God did not leave us 
to fall into hopelessness and helplessness, God gave us a gift. And that gift is him. So instead of falling into helplessness and hopelessness, turn it into prayer. That's your weapon to fight against all the challenges that you're facing in your life. That is the gift and weapon that God gave to us. Why don't we use it? Why don't we use it? Gift of prayer. And when you pray, you don't control the outcome. If you already have the outcome you want, then that is not prayer. Of course, you can express your desire to God, our wishes and desires, but leaving everything in God's hands, that is essence of what prayer is. If you don't do that, you don't pray. That's not what prayer is. Leave everything in God's that was Jesus' prayer, and Jesus taught us that kind of prayer to us. Father, if you're willing, remove this cup from me. Yet not my will, but your yours will be done. I mean, he expressed his desire. My desire is for this cup to go away from me, to pass from me. That's my desire. But he did not demand that outcome to be so. He left everything in God's hands. He expresses desire, but in the end, he left it, left everything in God's hands. Not many people do that. I don't see that kind of prayer around me. And that too many people, a prayer is just sanctification of your personal opinion. So after they, uh, before uh, prayer, it became, it was their personal opinion. But after uh, prayer, it became their divinely sanctioned uh, belief. They become more dogmatic. They don't change. Jesus did not get what he wanted. Jesus did not get what he wanted. God did not pass the cup away from him. But yet still his prayer was the most beautiful prayer. He didn't get what he wanted, but his prayer made God's will be done. When we leave everything in God's hands, only then you experience and see bigger things. So in that sense, prayer is not easy. Saying prayer is easy. I can say anything I want. Saying prayer is, is easy, but leaving everything in God's hands, if that is prayer, prayer is very difficult. But through that kind of prayer, our life will open up. Last Friday, we studied Acts 1. We wanted to study what the early Christians did. I mean, Jesus, they thought that he would bring the kingdom of Israel 
He will restore the kingdom, but he died on the cross. So they were shattered. They were so disillusioned. But after that, Jesus was risen. He came, uh, appeared again to him. So they were so excited. So kingdom will be restored now, and then you'll be with us. And soon he just ascended in heaven. He left again. And so they were so confused, they didn't know what to do. So early Christians didn't know what to do. But there's one thing that they did. They waited and prayed. They waited and prayed, and they received the Holy Spirit, and they were able to do, do things beyond their ability. Guess what they, they became different people. When you pray, you'll receive the Spirit, and you'll be very powerful. You can do things beyond your ability. That's a powerful thing. You know, when suffering hits you, strikes you, what do you feel like? When you face challenges, difficulties, impossible situations, when you face that, what does that do? It hurts you, right? It gives you pain. It makes you feel helpless and hopeless, right? But do you know, more than anything else, what is most difficult to handle when suffering hits us, when Jesus on the cross, what did he say? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yes. When suffering hits us, the most difficult thing to handle is that God takes away the joy of enjoying God's presence. God takes away the presence. We feel that there is nobody who cares, cares about me. There is no God around me who cares about me. God is not around me. God doesn't care about me. God is not, God doesn't exist. That's how we feel. So this gives us the implication about prayer. You don't pray because you feel like it. You don't pray because you feel God around you. Sometimes you don't feel that God is around you. When Job, I mean, Job is a classic example, a classic example of uh, the suffering. When Job uh, experienced uh, the suffering, this is what he said. If I go forward, he's not there. Or backward, I cannot perceive him. On the left, he hides, and I cannot behold him. I turn to the right, but I cannot see him. Front, back, right, and left, he cannot feel God's presence. That's what suffering does. God, but we know that God never leaves us alone in our suffering and in our darkness. 
It's just because our vision is blocked because of suffering. We cannot see God, but God is always there. So when you depend on your feeling of God's presence, you can never pray. Job, even though he didn't feel anything about God, this was what he said right after uh, he confessed that. But he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I shall come out like gold. Even though he didn't feel God's presence, this was what he confessed. I will come out like gold. To me, that is prayer. That is prayer. Job did not depend on how he God knew Job, and Job knew that God knew him better than he knew himself. So pray and leave everything in God's hands. Not only you will experience peace and calmness, you will see wonderful way of working in your life. You will see, you'll be amazed scripture says, do not test God. <laughs> but sometimes I test God. <laughs> I'm sorry, but <laughs> you know, when situation arise, and I pray, somehow, I see something totally different that I, uh, that I expected. And I re realize, wow, this is how God works. I get to know God. I get amazed. When you pray, God becomes real. Until then, God becomes, God is just theory. But when you pray, God becomes real. And that's how faith is formed. When God becomes real, your faith becomes real. Other than that, it's just religiosity. It's just piety. It's just habit coming to church and all that stuff. But when God becomes real, faith becomes real, your life becomes real. Prayer does wonderful things in your life. God gave us this wonderful gift. Why don't you practice it? Why don't you exercise it every day? Try it. You will see amazing work of God in your life. Let us stand.